Blog Talk Radio. And I want to tell you something. You're not the only one serving God. You're not the only one loving God. You're not the only one called to the city, wherever you're at, wherever God's called you to dwell. You're not the only one. There's others that love God. And and if you'll open your heart and open your eyes, God will show you who some of those others are. And you'll begin to connect with them. And you'll begin to walk together. Welcome to The Best is Yet to Come with Pastor Brad Morgan. We should take the time to study the lives of the prophets. Have you considered that there may be prophets amongst you? Today's message focuses on the works of the prophet Elijah. For the past two weeks, we've been looking at the prophet of Elijah from 1 Kings 17 and also 1 Kings 18. I want to continue uh, this teaching today. You know, Elijah was a mighty man of God, a mighty prophet of God, but it says that he had a he had a human nature, he had a nature like ours. So uh, he went through battles, he went through struggles, just like we do. But it, it says in James, right after that, it says that the prayer of a righteous man, we're in better shape than Elijah was because we're in the new covenant and uh, our covenant is based on better promises. And when we pray and when we pray in faith, that prayer can cause mighty results. And, you know, Elijah prayed in First Kings 17. He prayed, and actually the prayer was a declaration that there would be no more rain except at his word. And there we see the authority that we have, the authority that we have in prayer and the next time it's it said in in first kings uh chapter 18 that he prayed and he bowed his knees and he prayed seven times and then he began to to say i hear the sound of an abundance of rain so um elijah showed up on the scene we don't really know much about him he just showed up and he began to be and do what God had called him to to be and do. So in 1 Kings 18, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year. Again, when you see that number three, it has to do with resurrection, saying, go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. So he's having to face, God is causing him to face someone that that I know wanted to take him out. And God will at times cause us to face uh, our fears. And really they're not our fears because fears come from the devil. The Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab, and there was a severe famine in Samaria. And Ahab had called Obadiah, who was in charge of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. And so it was while Jezebel massacred the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah had taken 100 prophets and hidden them, 50 to a cave, and had fed them with bread and water. And Ahab had said to Obadiah, Go, into the land to all the springs of water 
and to all the brooks perhaps we may find grass to keep the horses and mules alive so that we will not have to kill any livestock. So they divided the land between them to explore it. Ahab went one way by himself. Obadiah went another way by himself. Now as Obadiah was on his way, suddenly Elijah met him. Boy, this is the way it works in our lives. See, Obadiah feared God. He was serving Ahab, who was a wicked ruler, but yet he, he feared God. And because he was feared God, God granted him uh, suddenly. It says Elijah met him. Suddenly Elijah met him. I want to tell you something. As you fear God, as you serve God, as you go on your way, you can expect God to be involved in your affairs. You can expect God to grant you suddenly. You can expect God to work where one day it's one way and the next way it's totally different. And he recognized him and fell on his face and said, Is that you, my Lord Elijah? And he answered him, It is. Go tell your master Elijah is here. So he said, How have I sinned? that you are delivering your servant into the hand of Ahab to kill me. As the Lord your God lives, there is no nation or kingdom where my master has not sent someone to hunt for you. And when they said he is not here, he took an oath from the kingdom or nation that they could not find you. And now you say, go tell your master Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass as soon as I am gone from you that the Spirit of the Lord will carry you to a place I do not know, so when I go and tell Ahab, and he cannot find you, he will kill me. But I, your servant, have feared the Lord from my youth. Was it not reported? In other words, he's saying, Elijah, well, really, he's saying, I don't want to do this. But he's also acknowledging the, the supernatural element of the prophet. And if you're a prophet, if you're a spokesman for, for God, you should expect supernatural things to take place in your life, to your life, and through your life. He says in verse 14, And now you say, Go tell your master Elijah is here, he will kill me. Then Elijah says, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, I will surely present myself to him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Then it happened when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said to him, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have. I love this. Elijah stood up to Ahab, and sometimes God will have you stand up, even stand up to people, people that try to guilt you. Look at this. Ahab was trying to guilt Elijah and was trying to say you're the source of all this trouble because after all you're the one that declared there'd be no rain and we don't have any rain but Elijah answered him back he said I have not troubled Israel but you and your father's house have in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed the Baals now therefore send and gather all Israel to me on Mount Carmel the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Azariah who eat at Jezebel's table. 
So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. Now I want you to see see something here. Here's a wicked king, a wicked king that probably wants to take Elijah out. But now Elijah tells him something to do, and he does it. You know why? Because heaven rules. Heaven rules, and heaven was ruling in Elijah's life. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, Not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I am alone am left, a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Now here we see the humanity of Elijah. Because Elijah thought he was the only one serving God. And sometimes when God's called you to do certain things, if you're not careful, you can feel like you're the only one, you're the only one serving God, or you're the only one serving God in a certain way. But the truth of the matter was, there was a lot of people that were serving God. But we see that Elijah was, nonetheless, he was somewhat of a loner. That's kind of sad because he's going to find out later on that there was there was many that had not bowed their knees to Baal, but but he was not open, and I don't want to be too hard on him because his assignment was not a particularly fun assignment, but it, it, it appears that he had no real uh, relationships, and he felt like he was the only one that was serving God. And I want to tell you something. You're not the only one. You're not the only one serving God. You're not the only one loving God. You're not the only one called to the city, wherever you're at, wherever God's called you to dwell. You're not the only one. There's others that love God. And, and if you'll open your heart and open your eyes, God will show you who some of those others are, and you'll begin to connect with them, and you'll begin to walk together. Therefore, let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. And I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God who answers by fire. He is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one bull for yourselves and prepare it first, for you are many, and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. So they took the bull which was given them, and they prepared it, and they called on the name of Baal from morning even till noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, no one answered. Then they leaped about the altar where they had made, and there was no voice. Boy, I just saw something there. See, with God there is a voice. With God there is a, there is a, I can talk to him, but there's also he can talk to me, and he can walk with me. But see who they were serving, there was no voice. There was no relationship. There was no relationship. It's sad to serve someone where there's no relationship. So Elijah is serving the Lord. Elijah is being obedient to God, and God is setting him up for a great 
confrontation with the enemy, a confrontation that he's going to win. In the midst of this setup, he meets Obadiah, or connects with him again, and suddenly he connects with Obadiah. And I can't help but believe and know that Obadiah was preserved because he feared the Lord. Elijah felt like he was the only one, but Elijah's going to find out later on in his life that there are other people. I want to encourage you today. There are other people. There are other people that love God. There are other people that God can suddenly connect you with. I know in my life there's been there's been instances of a sudden connection. I have a, an evangelist that comes to our church four times a year, but suddenly, in 2002, suddenly God connected us. And there's been other suddenlies in my life where suddenly God connected me. I've been married to my wife for 31 years, and suddenly we were connected. And when God does those divine connections, those suddenlies. You know, people can suddenly show up to help you. People can suddenly show up to sow into you. I remember last December, around this time, our ministry received a check for $100,000. Suddenly, suddenly, God did a mighty miracle in our life, in our ministry, something we, to that magnitude that we never received before. But God is a God of suddenlies. Now God's a God of gradual, but God can do suddenlies where one day it's one way and the next day suddenly it's totally different. As we move into the Christmas season, expect surprises, good surprises. Expect suddenlies from the Lord where the Lord lets you know that he's walking with you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that message. And this is Brad Morgan. It was good being with you today. I'd like to encourage you to visit our website at newlifebeginningschurch.com. That's newlifebeginningschurch.com. There's a secure site there where you can sow into this ministry. If you'd like to sow by mail, our address is New Life Beginnings Church. P.O. Box 203, Patterson, Texas, 77466. If you do not have a church home, I want to invite you to come visit ours. Our Sunday service is at 1030. The church address is 5609 FM 359 North, Brookshire, Texas, 77423. We offer child care for the four-year-olds and younger. We also offer children's church for the five-year-olds up to fifth grade twice a month. On Wednesday nights, we reach out to the kids in the Brookshire Patterson area. We have service and classes that start at 7 p.m. If you have prayer requests or would like to speak with us, our church phone number is 281-802-8094. You can contact me by email at bmorgan542 at gmail.com. That's bmorgan542 at gmail.com. This program is sponsored by New Life Beginnings Church. And again, this is Pastor Brad Morgan, and I would like to remind you the best is yet to come. We love you, and thanks for listening.